Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 302, season 13. Today's date is February 4th, 2024, and welcome to the program. On today's program, I will talk about the 50th anniversary of the TV show Good Times. And uh, I will talk about its uh, history, the cast, my favorite episodes and uh, some good memories watching this show. Also, I'll talk about the uh, the Leader Cleaners store. Uh, that's an establishment a lot of people have forgotten. And then I'll talk about actor Carl Weathers. Uh, he just passed away a few uh, days ago. I'll talk about my memories of uh, watching on the screen and also on television. Okay, so right now the program will go into commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Milkmate Chocolate Syrup. <laughs> I remember this one. Uh, this commercial is from 1978. So sit back and relax, folks. I'll be right back with the show. Thank you. When I was a little kid, it was hard to make a good glass of chocolate milk. The powder we used floated on top or got wasted on the bottom. Boy, was I glad to find Milkmate chocolate-flavored syrup. It mixes lickety-split and stays mixed. So your chocolate milk tastes Milkmate chocolatey. Right to the bottom. Milkmate. Things sure are better than when I was a little kid. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Milkmate Chocolate Syrup from 1978. Uh, when I was a kid, I think I had this maybe once. I think my mother bought it. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, this came out in about late 70s, early 80s. Uh, didn't last long. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I did have... I did pour chocolate syrup or liquid in my milk. My brother did that all the time. And uh, the brands that we used was Nestle's Quick. That uh, came in strawberry flavor. I tried that once. It was okay. Also, there was Hershey's Chocolate Syrup. They also Hershey's uh, Chocolate Drink Mix. They had that in powder form as well. Uh, there was also Bosco. Remember that? And also, uh, there was uh, another thing called Coco Marsh. That's an old, old brand, but uh, I don't think they make that anymore. Bosco, I think it's still around. I believe so. Yeah. You know, it makes it sweet and good. I love chocolate milk. You know, I still do. I haven't drank it in a while. Uh, I remember Dean's, you know, like, uh, you know, the dairy company in Chicago. They used to make a chocolate milk called Chocorific. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but they still make chocolate milk. So, but you know, milk has changed so much. Now we drink uh, almond milk, oat milk, uh, 
Uh, what's the other one? Coconut milk. <laughs> like, uh, out of all those, I like almond milk. It's okay. It's good. But I tried oat milk and it tastes kind of bleh. Don't like it. Coconut milk, eh, it's okay. But I prefer uh, regular milk. And oat, and uh, not oat milk. I'm sorry. Almond milk. Yeah. I do once in a while. So that's good. Uh, you know, with almond milk, I tried all flavors. I tried uh, chocolate, vanilla, and regular. Chocolate's okay. I don't know what it is, but vanilla's the best. It smells good, and it's very a little sweet like that. But it's not too sweet. So that's, you know, do it for health reasons <laughs> like that. For me, I drink a glass of milk every day. I do. You know, uh, I tell that to my doctors. They said that's good. It's good for calcium. It's good for your bones. You know, I've been doing it uh, ever, ever since I was a kid. You know, a lot of people frown on me for this, and they don't like milk at all. They just say, oh, they don't like the taste. But, you know, they said it's for kids. You know, that's not true. It's good for you. You know, if it's nice and cold, it's good. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I said I'm going to discuss the 50th anniversary of the TV show Good Times, also the Leader Cleaners uh, store. Also, I'll talk about uh, actor Carl Weathers. Before I get started, I want to mention another death uh, that happened this week, actor Don Murray. Uh, he's He's been in the movies and television. Uh, he died uh, about a couple of days ago. Uh, age 94, I believe, and uh, he was best known for his movie in Bus Stop uh, that came out with, uh, I think, 1956 or something like that uh, with Marilyn Monroe. I've seen that movie like once, you know, a long, long time ago. He was good in that. He was in also in a lot of movies, uh, like, for example, uh, Hat Full of Rain, uh, also, Baby the Ring Must Fall. He was uh, the conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Piggy Sue got married. And uh, starting three TV shows. One was called The Outcast that came out in 1968. Uh, he also starred in Twin Peaks, not the original, the, the, the Return in 2017, which I was surprised to see him. And he was a good actor. He was great in that. He was wonderful, yeah. So but he looked he looked great, you know. And uh, of course, his most famous role on television was Sid Fairgate in Knott's Landing. That's when I first started watching the show. My me and my mom watched it together. She loved that show. She misses it to this day. And she played uh, Michelle Lee's husband. Uh, she played Karen Fairgate. That's a spinoff. Of, uh, the show was a spinoff of Dallas, you know, the soap, soap opera. And uh, he was only there for about two seasons. Uh, he didn't, there was like a contract dispute or something, and he left. And uh, so they killed him off. And I, I read somewhere a lot of fans were disappointed. <laughs> They're like, oh, you can't do that. You're making Karen a widow <laughs> like that. So that's a shame because I liked him in that. I really did. Uh, for people who don't know, like his character died. He he drove over a cliff or something. I think his car was tampered. And uh, we didn't know he was going to make it or not. 
apparently no, <laughs> he did not. So, and uh, of course, he was in Broadway, and uh, you know, so that's uh, that's a shame. He lived a long life. He really did. That's that's wonderful. Okay, the second thing I want to talk about really quickly is, uh, you know, I've, I still receive comments from people about Band of Chicago Land. Not every day, but uh, once, you know, every other day, telling me you done a, you do a good job with the group, the page, the podcast, and all that. You know, I I don't tell, I don't post it every day of you know doing that. But if it's something that's very touching, you know, to my heart, I I will because uh, there were two of them on X, you know, formerly Twitter that uh, they showed uh, you do, that you do a good job. You should get a humanitarian award for this, you know, for making people happy and have a good feeling of that, which, which is nice. And the second one I received was uh, someone uh, he shows to his mother and his mother has Alzheimer's uh, disease and she does remember things. And then when he shows it to his mom, she remembers all the wonderful businesses, all the wonderful places back in the old days of Chicago, and it just makes her smile. And he, and it makes him smile, and it's just wonderful. You know, I, when I read those, I was almost crying because it's it's beautiful. It really is. I love hearing from people telling me this. It's great, you know. And uh, I'm sometimes I'm emotional about that. So. You know, that's what I'm here for. I'm just uh, to entertain, make people happy, you know, because uh, you got to do what you love. I love doing it. Of course, you get people saying, nah, it's a waste of time. Why don't you do something important? <laughs> Fine. I ignore that. I've always said before, ignore the haters. Ignore the haters. The toughest part is uh, from family members or friends. You know, but, uh, you know, they're disinterested. Look, I'll do what I, uh, I, I like what I do. That's too bad. Okay. That's a valuable lesson. It really is. All right, let's get started. Uh, but, you know, I will talk about the 50th anniversary of Good Times, but I'll save it for last. I want to get these out of the way first. Uh, first off, I want to talk about uh, Carl Weathers. Uh, I was shocked when I heard he passed away. He passed away on February 1st. Um, his best known role in the movies was Apollo Creed. And he, he was in the first four Rocky films starring Sylvester Stallone. And uh, the first time I saw him was at, uh, well, before I, I'm sorry, before I, st uh, uh, let me, let me talk about his uh, where he was born and uh, his career a little bit. He was born January 14, 1948 in New Orleans, Louisiana. And he played uh, football in college. And uh, he also played... Uh, he played for the uh, Oakland Raiders for one year. And two years for the uh, BC Lions. That's a Canadian football team. He played that. And then he stopped. And then he, he started getting into acting. 
you know, and uh, let's see. His first film role was uh, in Magnum Force, starring Clint Eastwood, and he was it was uncredited. He played a demonstrator, and then he played other roles. And then, of course, his most famous role was in Rocky, Apollo Creed. Yeah, and he was also in Semi Tough, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, also Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think a lot of people like this movie; they really did. Also, Action Action Jackson. I haven't seen that in years. Oh my God, I haven't seen that in a long time. You also remember him from Happy Gilmore <laughs> and uh, and Little Nicky from uh, you know Adam Sandler. Yeah, but he, I I've seen the movies. I, I'm trying to remember him, you know. But I think people from the '90s and up will remember him like that. And uh, so, but. His first TV role was in Good Times, which I'm going to talk about uh, soon. And he played, I remember this, this episode. It's so funny. He played a husband of a woman that uh, she hired JJ to paint her in the nude. <laughs> and her family was against that. And he goes, no, just wear a bikini like that. And she, oh, oh I won't go into much detail of that because it's hilarious. And uh, he was following her and spying on her, and he found out uh, what's going. Sort of found out what was going on, and he came to the apartment. And he roughed up JJ. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. I didn't know it was him until I found out later on. So, yeah, he so he, so he started in a lot of TV shows: Canon, Six Million Dollar Man, Starsky and Hutch, Barnaby Jones. Uh, Let's see, he started his own TV show, Fortune Dane, that came out in the 80s. I remember this, you know. Uh, Street Justice. I remember that. That's in the early 90s. Uh, he was in uh, Heat of the Night, the TV series, you know, starring Carol O'Connor. Uh, lots of shows. Lots of shows he did. Yeah. So he was a busy guy. And, of course, he was in uh, Chicago Justice. That was his last big role like that. Also, uh, his last – I'm sorry, that's not that's not it. The last big role he was in The Man, Mandal Mandalorian. I can't even say that. It was part of the Star Wars uh, series, and that was on Disney+. Plus, and he played a character called Grief Karga. And he was there for uh, – you know, he appeared in that uh, series, so I, ne I never seen it. So I guess I guess it was excellent. I guess it was. So it, it was a shame because he seems like a nice man, very nice man. Now my memories of watch uh, my famous my uh, fondest memory of watching Carl Weathers was, of course, Rocky, the first film. I saw the movie at Fort City Cinema on the southwest side of Chicago. And that's where I uh, first saw him as Apollo Creed. You know, when he's beating up Rocky and all that. That, that, was, that was a great movie. Excellent movie. Oh, I was like, uh, oh, that's a classic. Classic movie indeed. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, I'm going to talk about leader cleaners. Now, I don't know much about... Uh, this business, um, 
I remember when I was a kid, I used to hear about this. My mother told me about this, and also I saw it in uh you know uh yeah i used to see it in the uh, phone books you know like the yellow pages and all that and uh the funny thing about this there was a segment on bozo circus where ringmaster ned paid by nedlock he did an advertise uh he did a commercial you know a promo I saw it on YouTube, but I can't find it anymore. I don't know what happened to it. I guess it was removed or it's around there somewhere. And uh, he was standing there by a desk and there was like a plastic Easter bunny. And he's talking about when you uh, either take your clothes in for cleaning, you will get this free Easter bunny, you know, this plastic Easter bunny. And uh, he said, there's a leader cleaner store near you. And I remember seeing it when I was a kid. And then, so I found an ad from March 25th, 1966. And they had all the, the locations. There's so many. I'm not going to read them all because it'll take me forever. But they had them on the north side of Chicago, northwest side, um, south side, southwest side, uh, west side, uh, you name it. They were like in every corner. So it was a chain of that. It reminds me of Monarch, dry cleaners and laundry. You remember that place? I'll talk about that place someday. And they were like everywhere. But I'm surprised. Uh, when I posted this on my page, the Facebook page that is, a lot of people sort of remember it. Uh, it rings a bell, you know, but uh, it hasn't been discussed in so many years. It's just totally forgotten. But I, I will read off like where in the suburbs it was, where they had locations in the suburbs really quickly. And I will tell you. Uh, so there was one in Berwyn, Broadview, Bellwood, Elmhurst, Elmwood Park. There were three locations in Evanston, Forest Park, Hinsdale, uh, Justice, Maywood, and Oakland, two locations. Uh, one is at 87th Ridgeland and also one in 87th and Cicero. Uh, one in Park Ridge, uh, two locations in Skokie, two locations in Summit, and one in Westmont. Yeah. So this, I think it started like maybe the late 50s, and then it lasted until the early 70s. So I don't know what happened. I don't know who owned it. I, know, I did some research. I tried. Uh, unless somebody can comment and say who who started the business, you know, and what happened, why it closed, you know, because Dry cleaning is still around, thank God for that, you know. But uh, a lot of people don't wear suits or fancy clothes these days, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, you have to for special occasions or like that, and you need dry cleaning. So, uh, so leader cleaners, I, I do remember that. I really do. It's amazing when you have a good memory, <laughs> like me. I mean, like mine. <laughs> See? <laughs> All right. Right now, we're going to talk about good times. Okay, so let's get started. Actually, the 50th anniversary falls on February 8th, and it premiered on CBS uh, February 8th, 1974. It was canceled August 1st, 1979. It was created by two men. Uh, one, uh, one man was uh, Eric Monti. Uh, he was a screenwriter, 
And the other one was Mike Evans, uh, best known as uh, Lionel Jefferson uh, from All in the Family and the Jeffersons. And then I don't know, there's some contradiction because uh, the character Michael Evans is from him. Maybe it is, or it's a coincidence. I don't know. I have no idea. So this was um, this was funny. This is uh, a spinoff of a spinoff of a show. <laughs> so that's what it was. So I'll start like at the beginning. So you had all in the family, and then uh, then Maud Findlay appeared on the show as Maud, and then she got a spinoff, and that was in 1972. Then they cast her role as Florida Evans as her maid, and then she was spin off to Good Times. You got that? <laughs> so which was, uh, the, the, there were some changes uh, when when uh, Esther Rogue uh, started in the show, along with John Amos, who played uh, James Evans. But in the, in the series Maude, he was Henry James, so they changed the name. Plus, Maude was set in suburban New York, in Tuckahoe. But now they moved to Chicago. They set it there. And there was no reference to Maude, None of the characters, nothing. It's it just like her history was wiped out. <laughs> it's gone. And uh, so it was set in, uh, like in the projects, you know, the public housing uh, projects in the inner city of Chicago. And uh, most people claim or thought it was in Cabrini Green, you know, that famous uh, uh, project uh, neighborhood. It could be, it could have been, it's possible. They didn't say, you know. So uh, so the rest of the cast we had was uh, Janet Dubois. She played Winona Woods. She makes me laugh. <laughs> she used to enter the, the apartment building, <laughs> no, the apartment, you know, and, uh, you know, without knocking, you know, just like Ed Norton on the Honeymooners, you know, telling me about the latest gossip what's going on in the building sometimes it's good news sometimes it's bad sometimes it's important also the rest of the cast were their children like uh for well the oldest we all know who it was was jimmy walker and he played jj evans you know james evans jr who was one of the most memorable characters on tv and the one of the funniest you know, you just look at him, you, you start laughing. Also, there was Selma and also Michael, you know. And uh, in the beginning of the series, you have uh, JJ and Thelma fighting, calling each other names, you know. Like Thelma will make fun of his weight. <laughs> or uh, JJ would call Thelma ugly and all kinds of things. But, you know, uh, the actress who played Thelma, Bernadette Stannis, she was a She's a beautiful woman, you know, very lovely. And also sometimes Michael, played by Ralph Carter, he did that too, you know. He and he insulted JJ, but sometimes most of the time he sided with them. And most of the time he sided with his sister, you know. And uh the rest of the cast was uh they had Johnny Brown. Uh he played uh Bookman, the the superintendent, uh, you know, Booga. <laughs> uh, he was best known for Rowan Martin's laughing. I remember that. 
Yeah, he was a he was a great uh, impressionist. He did John Wayne and uh, Harry, Bel- Harry Belafonte. <laughs> He's a funny man. I liked him. And the, the show the show dealt with uh, mostly funny situations, also serious ones. They did that, and uh, most involved with uh, either with James or with Florida or. With the kids, and if, if it was JJ, you know it's going to be hilarious. He did; they did dealt with serious subjects uh, with JJ, but you know, according to Jimmy Walker and some on an interview on YouTube, he didn't like those. He he wanted to do funny stuff like that because Jimmy Walker it was not an actor; he was a stand-up comic, and you know, and they suggested you know take some acting classes, and he goes, "No, I don't want to do this." <laughs> You know, but uh, he struggled, but I guess he did fine like that. Like, for example, uh, like he was forced to join a gang or he got shot or he wanted to join the army or that that episode was hilarious. Or like he, his girlfriend accused him of VD. <laughs> I think that was in the episode with Jay Leno. And I heard those guys were friends that or they dealt with drug abuse like for example jg's girlfriend was taking heroin i think and they ran off to the lope but that didn't happen so um like that and uh it was the black jesus episode there were so many memorable episodes i remember the tv commercial uh i think vita bright and it had like uh had booze in it Reminds me of uh, I Love Lucy with uh, Vitamijan, uh, you know, with Lucy getting drunk on that show. But you know, instead, Michael got drunk on it <laughs> when he drank the whole bottle. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to play the introduction of Good Times right now. This is one of the best theme songs of all time. You know, the most memorable. You can't get it out of your head. So sit back and relax and listen to the theme song of Good Times. And and when I come back, I'll talk about more of the show. Okay? So uh, thank you, everyone. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Good Times. Oh, I love this song. That is uh, that is so catchy, so memorable. It might be, the other one was the Jeffersons. <laughs> I love that one. Which Janet Janet Dubois, I think that's how you pronounce her name, sang that theme song. You know, she's a pretty good singer. I like that. Uh, there was one. There's one episode my brother begged me to uh, t- to talk about when I told him uh, I was going to do a podcast about the show yesterday. He said, 
Please do the one when JJ was in jail. And there was, uh, he, yeah, he got arrested for uh, holding up a liquor store, which he was falsely accused. And uh, the, there was, he had a cellmate, and he was like a big black guy with a bald head. And he was muscular, and he stole uh, JJ Snickers bar. <laughs> And, uh, he, and they, so, and then uh, one of the officers, uh, police officers, that is, uh, they brought dinner, and uh, and he's yelling, and that the inmate was yelling at him, and so was JJ, and then he's yelling, "Hey, you didn't bring any napkins!" And then he bended the spoon. <laughs> oh, of course, uh, we also have uh, JJ's catchphrases. What do you think it uh, it was? It's dynamite. He said it almost every episode. Not I don't know if in the begin I don't know in the first show he did maybe he did but uh, yeah so he did that and uh, he would call Michael Miguel or when he answered the phone Shella <laughs> or he'd walk around you know his heart with his arms up like a Egyptian. <laughs> And he would say, well, you know, what can I say? <laughs> or someone would compliment JJ and he would say, I know. <laughs> the, audience, the audience went crazy. They really did. Oh, my God. So he, he stood out to be the most popular character on the show. And uh, according to sources, uh, his parents played by... Esther Roll and John Amos, they were like uh, disappointed. They were just angry, you know, all this attention to him. Because it's supposed to be serious, you know. Well, it's a comedy, you know. But you, he's got to be a role model to him. But he's, uh, but Gigi's sort of portrayed it like he's lazy. He doesn't want to work. He just wants to go out with girls, you know. But he was a painter, you know. And loved to, he loves Big Macs. Uh, a few of his girlfriends he mentioned was, uh, like, for example, Boom Boom Belinda, Olivia the Octopus, Lulu the Lulu. <laughs> oh, that's funny, like that. And uh, so uh, there were other cast members uh, added. Uh, for example, there was uh, Janet Jackson, who played uh, Penny. And... Uh, He's pretty good like that. And uh, I know Janet Jackson loved playing the role. She, if, according to sources, she had a good time with that. So, she, And then she was adopted by Winona. And uh, so because she was abused by her mother. And I remember the, the episode where her her mother was angry because, you know, she told a lie. She was lying and all that. She had a crazy imagination and remember she removed the plug from the iron and she was heading towards her and i like oh my god thank god they didn't show that it was like Ugh. that was the time when uh esther Rowe left the role you know and then um johnny brown's role expand uh, expanded and then uh then they hired ben powers playing eventually thelma's boyfriend and her husband he played for he played football and he stayed on the show till the towards the end, and then Esther Roll came back, I think like the last season or so. Um, then 
because she remarried to a guy named Carl Dixon and he had lung cancer and they moved away. And that's the reason why she left, but she came back. So uh, one notable episode was when, when they killed off uh, John Amos's character, James, uh, he was killed in an automobile accident in Mississippi because they got a job and they were going to move down there, but they received a telegram. Yeah. Like we received telegrams these days. Uh, he was, it was killed and they, they were having a party and that was, oh, that was devastating. The second part of that episode, they had the funeral and uh, Florida showed no emotion. She was laughing. She was angry at the kids. The kids were so sad, you know, and grief stricken. And they were, they were angry at her for not showing grief like that. And they, they were right. And we all know the famous scene at the end with the punch bowl. When uh, Florida, it the grief just hit her. It just hit her, and she and she took the punch ball and smashed it on the floor and said, "Damn, damn, damn!" Everyone remembered that, and she started crying. And the kids came over out of the rooms, and you know they hugged her. That was touching. That really is sad. Remind me when my father died. You know, I was really sad about that. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, there was a one more memorable episode that started with Gary Coleman. <laughs> you know, who played Arnold Jackson from Different Strokes. You know, he's from Chicago, actually from Zion. And he starred, uh, you know, he was like a, he had a big mouth. <laughs> and he just, you know, he insulted it in adult, adults, especially Florida. But, you know, she put him in this place. And she tried to apply for a job as a bus driver. And uh, they had a man on the show, Alderman Davis. He was bald and, you know, typical corruptive, corruptive politician. They called him Balderman Davis. <laughs> That's what Winona called him. And he couldn't get her her, her name right. And so uh, they hired uh, this other woman that has no experience as a bus driver. So Florida was passed, you know, passed over. So, and then he came, so Gary Coleman's character came over and he gave her a hard time. And, uh, and then he pulled her wig off and the, and the audience went nuts. <laughs> I watched that episode on YouTube and it's hilarious. I, I really do. So, so Florida got the job as a school bus driver, which is great. That's wonderful. And, uh, the end of the show, uh, it ended on a happier note, uh, JJ got a job. He created Dino Woman for a comic strip. Michael went to, you know, went to college full time. Florida uh, bought a house, you know, and uh, it's like an apartment in a way, like a duplex. And uh, and so did Winona and Penny. And they realized at the end they were living in the same building, but. Uh, Florida's going to live with Thelma and her husband, Keith. And then he got a job with the Chicago Bears and Thelma was pregnant. And then, well, Bookman just stayed there. <laughs> he just, he's going to stay at the building. And it was sad, but it was happy. So that was a nice, tidy end to the show like that. As for my memories of watching the show, I did watch it on Channel 2, WBM TV Channel, Channel 2 in Chicago for many years. Then it moved to reruns on Channel 9, and I watched it every day, practically. 
and I loved it. It was funnier. Of course, it was syndicated. They cut some scenes. And it's still funny to this day. And then I think they moved to Channel 50 or 66 and still airing. It's on DVD if you'd like to buy the whole series. I haven't bought it yet. I should because it's it's funny as heck <laughs> like that. And uh, the cast members, they're still remembered for that show. They really are. And uh, they had fond memories. They had bad memories, you know. And uh, so it's uh, – I wouldn't know if it's timeless. Maybe not. Also, one last thing. uh, They did do some Chicago references of the show. Like, for example, they mentioned Marshall Fields, Lakeshore Drive, South Shore neighborhood, which is like the, you know, very classy neighborhood. I used to live there. Uh, they mentioned streets like that or some suburbs. I think they mentioned Evanston one time. And uh, I think Carson's one time they mentioned. I'm not sure. It's been a while. Sometimes when I watch the show, I try to listen to Chicago references. You see, none of the actors were from Chicago. I don't know if anyone in the behind the scenes were. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I hope they did their homework on that. So we'll see about that. Anyway, it's a great show. So I salute a happy 50th anniversary to good times and more good times to come. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this program. I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about the 50th anniversary of the TV, excuse me, of the TV show Good Times. Also, uh, I talked about leader cleaners in Chicago. And I also did a tribute to actor Carl Withers. Uh, this pro- this podcast will be published later on today, wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also be published on my blog, www.vanishchicagoland.blog.com, or .blogs, I'm sorry. Also it'll be on my YouTube channel of uh, the same name. People still ask me, where do I find your podcast? How do I listen to your podcast? They still ask me, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, do a search, you will find it. You can find, listen to that episode. You can listen to past episodes, subscribe. On the apps I mentioned, please follow. You'll get notifications. Uh, so, so that's, uh, yeah, so you do that. I mentioned this many times. You know, people have trouble. You can listen to your desktop. You can listen to on your, uh, you know, your desktop computer, your tablet, your phone. You can listen uh, on your TV if you have Spotify app. You can listen to that. And also be shared on my social media accounts, Facebook, X, uh, Reddit, LinkedIn, uh, Threads, and also Blue Sky. I just signed up like that. It's also on Instagram. The link is there. Okay. So this is Pico Sanis, your host of Banshee Calling and Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me uh, on this beautiful Sunday. It's nice and sunny. It's been sunny for the past couple of days. Thank God. It's been like cold and rainy and dark and gloomy thank goodness for that the weather's going to be gorgeous uh for the next week or so it's quiet today there's no football that's next week so we're just everyone's waiting for that 
So everyone have a, a good Sunday. And uh, here's Ray Ray. No, here's uh, me saying bye-bye for now. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>